Hello, welcome to episode 19 of the We're All Screwed Up and That's Okay podcast with me, Dawn Walton. Today I want to talk about getting through difficult times because I'm seeing a lot of stuff on Instagram particularly and a lot of stuff from from famous people like Fern Cotton and Bryony Gordon and and people like that and and Brene Brown and and some of the really big people um, that talk a lot about how to get through struggles and one of the struggles that people are having at the moment is a compound problem caused by various issues as a result of the lockdown because of COVID, of changing lives, changing routines, changing processes, combined with the normal day-to-day stuff that we all have to deal with. And so it's really easy to be both overwhelmed and lacking in motivation totally. And it would seem like the two are kind of contraindicative to each other, wouldn't it? Because overwhelmed is kind of a mass of energy that's too much and and lack of motivation is about a lack of energy. But actually, you could be so overwhelmed that you lack motivation. So I have a couple of bits of advice. So this is going to be a relatively short podcast compared to some of the other ones because I'm not going to waffle on that much about how the brain works and and all that sort of stuff. But I just want you to think about a couple of things. So most of our problems are caused by us not being present, as not being in the moment and being able to deal with the moment as it happens. They're caused by the narratives that have gone from a time beforehand and they're caused by the expectations of what the consequences will be. And actually, as I'm talking, this brings to light stuff that I have going on just now. So I've mentioned in a previous podcast about some about my journey. Well, a couple of days ago, I got a phone call from my mother's cousin saying that she's incredibly ill, had taken a massive downturn in her health since last week. And was on high doses of morphine, highly sedated, and it's unlikely that she's got more than days left to live. And this this put me in an interesting situation because I disconnected from my mother in 2015. And it started off, as I mentioned, on the, the Journey podcast, Uh, When I was 12 years old, I told my mother I was being abused and her reaction was to get very cross at me and tell me not to talk about it again. I understood why that was because my mother's disabled. She She was dependent on her husband, on us, to get her through her life. And as a dependent person, where you don't really have the strength to do anything in the day, then making a very significant decision believing a child and uprooting your life wasn't really a practical option for her. Now, personally, that's not the way I work, obviously. Um, I would do anything for my child, absolutely anything. But I, to a degree, understand where she came from. (coughs) And um, I always cough at some point, don't I? I'm really sorry. Um, And then in 2015, I took my abuser to court. And um, my mother said she would do anything that was necessary. But then when the police interviewed her, she refused to give them information. And then when it came to the trial, uh, she refused to attend court and her statement was too bad to be able to read out to help 
at either side, to be honest. As a result, he was found not guilty, even though everybody expected him, the court, the, the judge, the police, the CPS, everybody, and him with his suitcase on the final day of the verdict. And the only person that could have been there to change it was my mother, because the the defence lawyer said that the stuff I described happened, but it was with my grandfather, not with him. And the only person that could have categorically said that that wasn't true was my mother, who didn't show up. So after the trial, I disconnected from her. I cut her out of my life. I just couldn't handle how much it hurt to feel that betrayed. But we'd actually had a really good relationship most of our lives. I'd lived with her from when I was nine. I'd cared for her because she's disabled. And even when I went away to uni, I was back all the time and I was always buying her stuff. And actually, at one point when I was working, I was sending money to her every month to make sure she got through okay. So for many, many years, we had a really good relationship, a relationship that friends were jealous of. And so when you find out something, like your mother's going to die, I've already grieved for my mother in many ways. I don't have anything unresolved. I don't need any answers. I don't expect any answers. Uh, I don't have any regrets or anything like that. Everything's closed off because that happened at the end of 2015. But that doesn't change my life. The way I feel right now, the things that happen later in life, don't change the earlier things in life. It is possible to have had really happy memories, really happy times, and have had somebody who didn't treat you particularly well. And the, the challenge I have in my relationship with my mother is it's like this, I've got the narrative, I've got the story, and it's all great. Of all the people in my childhood, she was the one that was loving and caring and, you know, fought for custody of me and my brother so that she could look after us and made all the right noises uh, uh, and was loving. And then I've got this, like, this Snapchat filter almost <laughs> that goes over the top of it that says, well, that can't be true because of what happened, the, the, the throwing under the bus at such a scale that I would never even dream of myself means that the other stuff mustn't be true. But it just means that she had the stuff. So my disconnection from her was as much to protect me as it was to, well, more to protect me than it was to judge or punish her or anything. I just didn't have her in my life. And so to some degree, I've already accepted that I didn't have a mother. But then, you know, there's a big difference between that and, and her dying. <laughs> so um, I, sent a, I sent a message to her because I, I believe that she's not really conscious very much of the time. But we know the hearing lasts. So I sent a message just to say, I forgive you. Um, I don't hold ill feeling. I don't hold judgment against you. I don't understand why you did what you did. But... I understand that you did the only thing you could at the time. And, you know, I drew similarities because I know we both really love being a mother. And and I said, if you measure your success by your ability to have your kids stand on their own and the strength on their own, then in that sense, you've been successful. So, you know, she, she's dying. <laughs> All bets are off, right? You don't take anything with you to the grave. So none of the story matters, none of the stuff matters, there's no point, and if I could give her a little bit of peace through my words, then I'm willing to do that. And I got my child to send a message, and it was a lovely message, she calls her Nana, Nana Pink, 
she's just pink hair, and she started calling her that when she was quite little, and uh, sending a message with some photos saying, I love you. And and that was that, you know, that I felt that that was important to do, and I was really happy. You know, I, I'd said to my child, I'm more than happy for you to uh, see your grandmother, interact with your grandmother, but I can't do it when I'm in the room. So it'll have to be at an age where you're able to do it without me there. And uh, and they had, I think, planned to do that and then found out that then my pink was dying and took the step to send the message, which was lovely and lovely to do. But I guess the point is that what you do now doesn't have to be affected by everything that's gone before or everything that might go. For me, if I just sit here right now in this moment... And I say, so what right now? All of that stuff, does it matter right now? There's there's a woman, she's uh, 71, um, and and she's she's dying to the, and she's in pain to the point where she has to be incredibly heavily dosed with painkillers and sedated most of the time. None of that stuff matters. And it's important to realise that. I don't need anything. I don't, I don't need any resolution. There's no, no resolution that you can have at this point. So it's not about me. It's about her and this thing. And if, if we can make it a little better by sending messages or whatever, then we'll do that. I'm not going to dash down there and, and, and talk because, again, I, I don't need to and I don't want to do that. But we will send messages and we will have the cousin say that, you know, we're, we're thinking about her. And so I think what's really important when we've got stuff going on is to keep this sense of perspective, this sense of where am I in time? And I think the problems that we get come from our stories and our baggage and our things that we bring along or our predictions of the impact on our life of what happens next. And so when you're feeling like everything is too much, I think it's really important to decide do I chunk up or do I chunk down at this point? Now, let's say you've got loads on your mind and everything feels overwhelming. You've got an insurmountable thing to deal with and you just can't hold it in your head. Then that's the time to chunk down. And what I mean by chunk down is work to the smallest unit of time that you can actually comfortably work. And it might be the next five minutes. What do I need to do in the next five minutes? What can I do in the next five minutes? What do I want to do in the next five minutes? So as I sit here recording this podcast, nothing matters. All I have in the next five minutes is my voice and you guys listening. That's it. None of the other stuff is relevant at this point. My house isn't burning down. Nobody's needing my attention right now. The sun is out. The birds are singing in the garden. The cat's... Probably singing is not the right thing because the cat's probably chasing them. But, you know, we're fine right now. So you chunk down until you can find that unit of time that's manageable. It might be just five minutes. It might be the next hour. It might be even half a day. But it doesn't matter. You chunk down and chunk down and chunk down and go deal with this now. Be in the moment. Be as close to the present moment. And ask yourself, so what right now? And then as you feel a little bit more in control, you can chunk up and up and up and start dealing with an hour, a half a day, a day, tomorrow, whatever. So first step is, do I need to chunk down? But sometimes you need to chunk up because sometimes it's not that it's overwhelming. It's just about where it's all going to lead and what's going to happen next and where everything has come from before. 
And actually then chunking up can help you get perspective. So in 10 years time, will this day be significant? Will what's happening now still be present? Will all that stuff still be present in 10 years time? So with what's going on with my mother, you know, she's got days left to live, if that. And in 10 years time, none of that will matter. In 10 years time, none of the stuff that happened before will matter because she'll be gone. So sometimes to get perspective, you need to just zoom right out and go to look at the big picture. Now, if you find that when you say in 10 years time, is this still going to be a problem? The answer is yes. Then the problem is not by your situation and your circumstances and your environment. The problem is internal and you need to get help. You need to sort that out because if it's not going anywhere and it's getting in the way of your life, sort it. Don't don't sit with it. So this is life, right? This happens. Stuff happens. Stuff's really difficult to happen. You don't know whether you're doing the right or the wrong thing. It's very confusing for me at the moment. Because I have this amazing relationship with my mother and we spent a lot of time together because of my stuff, because of her stuff, because of um, how she not had us for the first whatever many years of the life. And it's really confusing and it's really complicated and it makes my emotions really complicated. But nobody has the answers for that except me. And nobody has the solution except me. So if I ask, so what right now of all of that stuff that I just described to you? Nothing, right? I'm still doing podcasts talking to you. So none of that stuff matters right now. So chunk up or chunk down, depending on where you think you're at. Go into right into the moment and do something. So then you can kind of filter all of this by the phrase, so what, right now? Okay, right now in this moment, so what? I asked my child uh, a few weeks back when they were just saying how miserable their life was and how they hated everything and they wanted to die. And we were sat in the kitchen. They were eating noodles or something. And I said, but why can't you be happy right now in this moment? And they went into this kind of story about some boy at school and how it had made them feel. I said, yeah, yeah, I get that. That's totally understandable. But right now, as you sit here at the kitchen table with me, eating your noodles, why are you unhappy right now? And I got a little smile and a annoyed look. <laughs> but, you know, it, it, it's something to think about. So, so ask yourself three A's. I've talked about the three A's before. First A is awareness. Tap into yourself. Be aware that you're feeling this way, that you're struggling to cope or that stuff's going on. Just that internal compass to, or bank of alarms to give you a warning signal that something's going on. And it might be, it might not be even a mental compass. It might be a physical one, right? You might have um, fibro or IBS or chronic fatigue or something like that, and it's flared up and it's worse. Or you might have spots or you might have bad guts or something, you know? That's your warning, right? That's your A for awareness. There's something going on. Me, I get ulcers. I'm not good at processing emotion. You hear me sitting there telling you guys how to do it. And I haven't, for me, emotions have always been really dangerous and I've had some really intense emotional stuff. So I haven't reached the point yet where I can deal with my emotions in the way I tell everybody else to deal with them in a healthy way. So um, I deny them and they come out in other ways and very often I get mouth ulcers. And that's like, oh yeah, something's going on. The second one is acceptance. Because, you know, life's like that. These things happen. 
there's no instruction manual. There's no easy answers. There's nobody telling you what you should and shouldn't do. Well, there are, but they're not right because <laughs> they're not you. So lots of people will be, oh, you need to you need to close things off with your mother. My cousin just rang me and said, you know, I'm really worried about you because in a few years' time, you're going to look back and maybe regret that you didn't do this. I said, no, no danger of that. I'm absolutely fine. But I totally understand what, and I appreciate that she was worried, but I'm fine. So people will tell you what they feel is right, but that's not necessarily true. So accept. Sometimes things just suck. It's It sucks. It's hard. It's difficult. But you'll be fine. Most times it's situational and it will change over time. And then the third A is to take action. Do something. It's amazing how much better you feel by doing something. And it doesn't have to be a big something. It can be emptying the bins or the dishwasher. Honestly, I'm not talking about changing the world. I'm talking about doing something which reminds you and anchors you back into the present, reminds you you're here, reminds you you have control, allows that stuff to just disappear for a moment. Do something. It might be listen to music, go for a walk, have a massage. I don't know. Whatever works for you. But do something. So when you're in a situation in life, and a lot of us have a lot of situations like this at the moment. It's not about your ability to cope. It's not about um, how you react. It's actually about how you bounce back from these things. And your ability to bounce back will be helped if you can use the three A's. Aware, accept, take action. And then decide, chunk up or chunk down, depending on the situation. And it will get you through it. As I say, short podcast today. Hopefully this was useful. And I'll speak to you all again soon.